Welcome to Our Morning Take, the podcast where our goal here is to describe for you the mood that is going on in our head when we read the Bible. Good morning, everybody. It's a Monday, and y'all know how I feel about Mondays. Yes, we do. About like that. That's exactly right. I see that you're awake, Abe. Oh, yes. Good man. I'm barely awake. Tim Goetz is in the house. He's our engineer, and he's done such a crack job. We don't have video today, but it's not Tim's fault. We had a couple cameras, and they just stopped working. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he's getting a little quicker with that, too. I don't have cameras to run today. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we don't have cameras His to run. His multitasking so. has been diminished. So if you're uh, watching on YouTube or iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, you are not seeing video like you normally would. And we do apologize for that. But we had no idea that the cameras would just stop working. They did. And so that's where we're at. So it's okay in a couple of weeks. It might not even be next week. We might not even have it fixed for next week. <laughs> but within the next couple of weeks, uh, several things are going to happen. We're going to have new cameras. We're going to be in a new studio. We're in it gonna, We're getting a new room here at Southside Baptist Church, and uh, we're going to be moving upstairs. We're going to be in the upper room, Abe. Oh, think? wow. That's where Jesus uh, did some of his best work was yeah. in the upper room. So uh, we're going to try to be like Jesus, right? Amen. What would Jesus do? Go to the upper room. That's, that's So we're going to go up there. I wish we had video and you could see our smirks on our faces, <laughs> but we don't. Uh, man, what a week, bud. Oh, man, it's been incredible. Are you finally over the holidays? I've been over the holidays. <laughs> Before they started, I was over them. Tim, have you taken the tree down yet? When does that come down, like March 6th or something like that, or what? No, in my house, the tree comes down. We barely get the presents unwrapped, and Angel's taking the tree down. Oh, my goodness. It's, She's it's... pulling the... Little branches yeah, off. Yeah, it's 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 not cool. Have you ever had a real tree? We yeah, we used to. Okay. But not how would she years. do the real tree? She dragging it yeah. out of the yard already. <laughs> not, yeah. We <laughs> haven't had a real tree in years. Pine yeah. needles everywhere. <laughs> Tinsel. <laughs> <laughs> when you had a real tree, did you string popcorn? We haven't now I did that when I was a kid. Oh, so you but haven't we, done that as an adult? No, because it's tacky now. Yeah. But in the eighties when I was a kid. It was that was cool. That's tacky. Yeah, popcorn and, and then a little. My grandson enjoyed doing the, it. What the, are you talking the about? Stencil, you know the the old. Oh, you guys put that's tinsel. Ten, <laughs> you guys put popcorn on the tree this year? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, the little I didn't fake know people one. still did that. Listen, he loved the needle and putting I it through the think, popcorn. Yeah, that, that, that was yeah. A, that was a, a big in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. What was it's? What do you mean the eighties? <laughs> putting popcorn on a Christmas tree is probably two hundred years old at least. Yeah. Back when they learned how to popcorn, probably. Probably. Yeah, Come on, the 80s. You can tell Tim's only 50 years old. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Anyway. We don't have any garland. Let's get some popcorn and some thread. We're in Exodus <laughs> chapter 2. If you've been following along with us, uh, uh, there's a lot of history involved in Exodus, a lot of cool things that we, we keep coming up and talking about off the air. So today we want to do a little explanation because Exodus does move along so quickly. We have, uh, in the story that we have uh, looked at already, in Exodus chapter 2, we've already talked about how uh, Moses was born. Uh, she put him in a little basket. She set him in the not in the Nile River or in at least one of the tributaries. And uh, he didn't float down the river. A lot of people think that that little ark thing floated down the river and it landed in some reeds. Yeah, and it's just basically all about reading. I mean, when you read it, it says that, first of all, if you know anything about history and you know anything about the Nile River, that thing, first of all, it moves very fast. And uh, 
It's the, the currents and, you know, the, the wildlife in there. There's no way that Pharaoh's daughter is going to be bathing in the Nile River with crocodiles. <laughs> you know, so they're along the bank of one of the tributaries. Because if you look at where Goshen is situated, there's the Nile Delta and other tributaries. So it's somewhere right along there. They're, uh, they're hanging out and bathing. And it even says in the word that... It's like the brink. It's not the actual Nile. So there are people out there saying that Moses floated down the Nile and they found them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say that at all. Uh, and then one other point that we want to make before we get into the scripture reading today is Genesis chapter 50. Uh, when Joseph died in verse 25, he says, uh, Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, and I like the way it says the sons of Israel. We're not talking necessarily about his brothers. Many of them were probably dead by this point. Joseph was one of the younger ones. So uh, he's, when anytime it says the children of Israel, it could be his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren. Uh, but he makes them promise to carry my bones up from here. Uh, but what he does say is he says, God will surely take care of you and you shall carry up my bones from here. He literally explains to them that there is an exodus that is going to happen, that they're going to come out of the land of Egypt. And yet they're still there because they have a great Pharaoh. They have beautiful green grass for their sheep and their livestock that prosper. Uh, they are prospering. They're comfortable. Yeah. A amen. And so there is no reason for them to leave. No reason for them in, to leave. In their, in their mind. But the reason comes in Exodus chapter 1, which we read last week where it said there became a taskmaster. And uh, I was uh, given the privilege to preach at least just a few minutes uh, on Wednesday night here at Southside, and, and I addressed the people with that verse that, trust me, when God wants you to move on, he will bring the right person along to make you move on, or at least make you wish you had moved on. <laughs> yeah, and in my case, I didn't wait for the 300 years or... or or the, all the years that they were uh, afflicted. Uh, yeah, they were afflicted. I decided to get out as soon as uh, God opened the door. So that's the uh, that's the way that we looked at that. And uh, what was the other point that we wanted to make, Abe? About um, people being comfortable where they're at. Oh yeah, and it's just like we you know we talk about um, Jacob, and Jacob basically was telling them, you know, the famine's over. When I die, you know, take me back home. But no one understood that Goshen wasn't their home, except for Jacob. Mm -hmm. They had no reason to stay. Jo Joseph's not in power anymore. They could take everything and go back, but they don't. They stay right where they are. Exactly. And now uh, Stephen, as he is being stoned in the New Testament in Acts chapter 7, that's where we're going to actually start today. We're going to read in the New Testament a little bit. Uh, I heard a preacher say once that the best commentary of the Old Testament is the New Testament. And there are some things that Stephen brings up that are not written in Exodus that I find extremely interesting. Yes, and um, considering, I guess, the writer of Exodus was kind of being modest and wanted to move along with the story. But yeah, it is Moses. This is what I'm saying. Right. There are so many things that if you don't read in Hebrews and you don't read in Acts that you will kind of just skim across unless you... You know, a fan of the Cecil B. DeMille version of Moses' life. Exactly. And you'll just get a whole nother story. But I mean, Stephen it. breaks it down, though. I, I mean, everybody's heard the Ten Commandments. And, uh, yeah, I'm at eight minutes. I'm good, right? Yeah, so we're going to get into this a little. Anyway, everyone has seen the movie, The Ten Commandments, right? And that's what most people think are yeah. Bible. Yeah. 
there are so-called Christians that think that that's 100% accurate. Yeah, but it's not Bible, is it? No, it's not. All right, so Acts chapter 7, I think we have our reader in the house today of verse 17, if you want to follow along. Oh, that wasn't connected. Okay, well, Abe, you can stop that because, uh, see, you have a Bluetooth that you, you have to connect to the podcast. Uh, so we're not going to be able to do that, so I'm just going to read it myself. So Acts uh, seven seventeen says this. But as the time of the promise was approaching, which God had assured to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt until there arose another king over Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph. So far, so good, just like the story in Exodus. It was he who took shrewd advantage of our race and mistreated our fathers so that they would expose their infants and they would not survive. Stephen almost is talking like, he caused the children of Israel to want to kill their own children. Why raise them in this bondage? Did you, did you, did you get that yes, movie I, in your head? Yes, I absolutely did. Yeah. I think that that's odd that he would say that. And it was at that time that Moses was born and he was lovely in the sight of God. And he was nurtured three months in his father's home. And after he had been set outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and nurtured him as her own Son, And that's all Stephen tells us, so he doesn't quite give us quite as much as uh, we got in Exodus, but we get a little more of the history of this, the way Pharaoh treated the people, so much that maybe even the fathers uh, didn't even want to keep their kids alive themselves. Not at all. What a terrible Pharaoh. Absolutely. It must have been really bad. See you all tomorrow.